the cannabishes. Welcome to High Tea. High Tea is a high vibe cannabis entertainment company for women who also love weed. This is a thoughtful and blunt exploration of pot and its magic, the role it has in the lives and processes of cool and creative people everywhere, and an evolving cannabis culture we're seeing happen before our very eyes. We're elevating perceptions with every episode. Listen up as we go in. Welcome back, my cannabishes. I hope everybody is feeling fabulous. It's springtime in Toronto, and it's the start of a whole kind of astro new year and a new kind of season at high tea. A whole lot of excitement is brewing. We are on the brink of getting our new headquarters. We are on the brink of our one-year birthday. Uh-oh. And we are about to reveal a spring series of our rolling parlors. You know you want to roll with us. So lots of excitement brewing. And today's episode is really inspired by all of you guys and the community that we've been building over this year together. It's the stories that strike me the most and that have touched my heart and soul and imagination in a way that I really frankly couldn't have even fathomed when we started this journey 12 months ago. The stories that are shared with me and with our audience are really what are striking a chord with so many across multiple countries. And it's those sharing moments that's really illuminating the truth behind the power of the plant and the role it plays in our lives. These stories can come from all of us. And that's what I love so much about the IG because I hear from so many of you. So keep emailing me, keep messaging me on the gram, Because I love to hear every single person's nuanced take on how they came to understand themselves through coming to understand the plant. And what's exciting is that these stories can come from anybody and from anywhere. And they can plant a seed that sparks so much beautiful stuff to bloom from it. The first story we're sharing today is one of Canada's pioneer females in the cannabis space. She's one of the most successful females in this space and one of the first women to get real wealthy spiritually soulfully and beyond from this category it's my hope that in sharing a full spectrum of people's stories their question marks the difficulties the wins the things they didn't see coming that we can inspire in each and every one of you whatever it takes to allow something new to be born and to bloom into your own world because that's the nature of the motherfucking flower. This is with love and blessing. I introduce to you April Pride, founder of Vanderpop. Coming at you, listen up. Um, okay, but in general, what you want to lay down responsible usage, which is probably a conversation I should have. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, no one's done this before. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's just some, and responsible usage also means like, if you light up a fucking joint, 
and there's someone beside you, you're supposed to offer it to them. That's right. just how it Manners. Yes. <laughs> Canadian usage. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I don't know if that's Canadian, right? I just feel like that's always how it's been. Well, it's cannabis right? community. Somebody said yeah. something to me once that was so interesting about in no other aspect of society are you kind of coming upon a stranger <laughs> and putting your lips on something that they're then putting their lips on yep. and blowing air in each other's face and sharing energy and then usually sharing a conversation that, like, goes to some other level. Right. Right? Be it up or down. Yeah. Or people don't even say hi you. to each other. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, right? it's, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, people look away. Mm-hmm. If you smile at someone, it's interesting because I just got back to Toronto, and if you smile at someone here, yeah. or even, like, what, so wild as to say good morning. Yeah. It's people's instinct for their eyes to dart away. Yeah. I know. I'm from Virginia. Okay. So, Florida, southeast. Yes. Right? There's a certain... Friendliness. Yes, right. Sunny, sunny. And living in Seattle, everything is just... People are... The weather makes they you turn inward. You know? gray gloom. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it would be interesting, right, to talk about... If you were in Naples, do you want to talk about what that's like? Because they're, they're med. Mm-hmm. They're not adult use yet. No. So what do you do when you go there? What do you find that how you feel? I would be so curious. Like, people want to know what an American thinks of Canada. I'd love, we should talk about that a little bit, maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, well, And well, you don't have to say, like, I buy it illegally. You don't have to do that. But I do. <laughs> of course you do. And that's right. the thing is I still haven't experienced the legal market. Well, because you don't have a medical card. You can't get one. There. No. Yeah. No, but here. In Canada. Oh, well, right, because like I haven't, I didn't even go on OCS.ca. Neither have I. <laughs> like, isn't that fucking amazing? We haven't even done done it. I think they know that, which is why they just on was it two days ago put out a um, I forget what they call it for couriers because they know they need to deliver it faster than they're getting it to people in two weeks and people want it that day. Yeah, I was like, it's just it's. Co- completely counter to cannabis culture to have to wait for it in the mail. Like, I can look and know how much ganja I'm smoking and still I'll wait to, like, the day of and be like, dang. That's right. <laughs> right. So I am here with April Pride, founder of Vanderpop. I have been wanting to meet you for a long-ass oh. time. Oh. Honestly, because I started following my nose into this place about 18 months ago, and what you were doing was... So fresh, so different, and you—it felt like you were the only like stylish female voice mm-hmm. in the world. Can you like reel me back to the beginning? Like, tell me a bit about your background and how you got into cannabis. Like, how did this all happen? And then, how the fuck did it happen so fast? <laughs> um, so, thank you. Those were all very kind words. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I'm happy to say that I think that they're, I'm in good company, right? Like, I've heard a lot of women say, oh, seeing that Vanderpop was doing it a different way made me feel like I could do it my way, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that there is a lot more now than there, you know, than there was two years ago, really. For sure. For women. You set a tone. Okay. I think there were a few of us. But I know, but you did. Just, well, thanks. Yeah. Vanderpop has been so much fun. So it's fun for people to enjoy it because that was the point, right? Yeah, it's great. So were you in design? So I was a designer, yeah. I, um, I'm trained as a designer. You I went tell. to architecture school. 
um, and I went to Parsons for grad school. Um, I thought I was going to be an interior designer and realized that I don't like to shop all day, actually. Oh, dang. See, yeah. maybe that's what I should have done. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and I had, I had some time between clients where I had a product idea, so I launched that product, and I loved that process of, like, finding a manufacturer and figuring out how to market it mm-hmm. and selling it into retailers. I mean, that whole, all of that just sort of hit every single button, Whereas interior design was a little too linear for me. Right? I got you. Um, so were you doing product and all that kind of stuff prior to playing with cannabis accessories? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I had the product company. I sold that. And then I launched a dress, One Size Fits Most, because I'm not a fashion designer. Interesting. And I know that inventory is really, really what kills yeah. businesses, right? And all these people get into fashion and then realize it's like a math game. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. And it's and the odds are against you, yeah. right? Like interesting. It's really really tough, which is why I didn't want inventory. I didn't know. I didn't think that this was going to be my long-term plan. Okay. And frankly, I was really lost, right? Like I'm a creative person and I like to work. I don't mm-hmm. mind working. Um, definitely had plans for my life mm-hmm. and I was frustrated. Um, so How my, old at were my you options, um, I was 38 or nine, Okay, 38 or nine. Yeah. Okay. Um, starting the dress company, selling the other company was like started around 35 where I was like, did I just end up here? Mm-hmm. Did I have any part in where my life is right now? And I started to like take an active role in shaping it more. It's interesting you say that. I just said that to a friend when you're smart and capable and intellectual, you can sometimes fall into that because you're good at almost everything you try and you end Mm -hmm. up solving other people's problems (laughs) for not enough money. (laughs) Okay. So you put it into your own, you put it into your own concept. How did did the spark happen? So through the dress company, I had this client and this client was, she's the most dignified woman. She does not drink. And I hadn't seen her in about four months, and she came. I was having uh, a pop-up, and she came to the pop-up, and she had become the executive assistant to Brendan Kennedy, who is the CEO of Privateer. Mm-hmm. Tilray owns, or Privateer owns Tilray, right? Marley Natural, Leafly. And I was like, what? You're working in the cannabis industry? It was floored. And she just over the course of that meeting and then we went to dinner she started saying you know I see all of the decks and the deals I see all of Brennan's emails and no one is doing anything for women and no one's doing anything that looks good and I was floored I thought for sure I was so late to this because it was such an obvious awesome thing right like who wouldn't right want to do this so exactly (laughs) or just even have a nose to like a sniff of the truth in terms of who's actually consuming right and who uses this flower yeah right right yeah so I mean I you know I'm very honest about this I would smoke cannabis if someone weed is what I yeah I mean I know know. it's so hard (laughs) I just like yelled it at my ex I'm like I like cannabis it (laughs) sounds really less yeah right say that Okay. I want more. I want to know more about that conversation. Well, but that, yeah, right. No doubt. Um, so I didn't have my own stash until it was legal in Washington State. Okay. For no other reason than I didn't have a guy 
Yeah. I knew someone that had a guy, and I would go to their place, and we'd do our thing, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. This went on for 20 years, or however long it was. Um, so then when I got into the industry, and I really started to educate myself and talk to a lot of people, I realized that there was a lot going on here that wasn't being discussed, and there was still a ton of stigma around it. So... It started off as a really good idea, as a design Mm -hmm. idea, right? As a really fun, cool, we're going to get fucked up, this is going to be awesome branding idea. Yeah. And it very quickly turned into, oh, my God, we need to change the world. (laughs) Yeah, your products became a platform. Did you intend? You didn't intend it. I thought if there was any Mm -hmm. industry where I could do something that I actually gave a fuck about... Mm-hmm. And would be excited at the end of my life to have made a difference. It was probably going to be this one, God, and I that's what I was that. looking for, really. Yeah, I keep hearing that from everyone, but women especially, of course. Because yeah. as you say, there's like this sort of moment mm-hmm. at that certain age where you're you wake up and you're like, "What am I doing? Am I wasting it? There's magic in there. What have I done? What's yeah. what's the imprint that I'm leaving behind? Yep. Interesting. All right, so. How did things go from zero to 60 real quick? So we were at a restaurant when my client and I had the second conversation, and the restaurant was owned by people that I know. And at the end of dinner, the restaurant owner said, what were you guys talking about so intensely? Mm. And she said, I'm trying to convince her to launch a line of luxury cannabis accessories. And he said, if you do that, I will invest in it. Oh, my God, fortuitous. (laughs) And any one of those fairies. Right. <laughs> Those yeah. angels need to just, that's amazing. Yeah. But Perfect. I mean, I think if you, if I weren't 38 and right. I weren't aware that there are just signs that you need to, follow. to be ready for. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that I would have been brave enough, one, to do it or just clear headed really, mm-hmm. you know, to go, okay, this is going to be easy because it's the right way. Like don't, you know. It's everything's already lining up. <laughs> you haven't done one thing. There is an alignment that seems to be happening, mm-hmm. like as if the universe is sort of nudging us a certain way, which I really like. But it's interesting you say clear-headed because it sounds like you were more clear-headed in like incepting and then manifesting the idea than most people. So it's interesting you said you wanted to talk about responsible usage, mm-hmm. right? Like how much is cannabis a part of your creative process? Well, as I said, I never had my own stash, right? Oh, my Until gosh. 2014, 15. Okay. Right? And now you're, like, getting it in the mail. <laughs> I'm not. I bet. Because I can go to the corner market, really, in, yeah. in Washington. Oh, interesting. Right? We have, we call them dispensaries. Oh, my gosh. I keep thinking that just West Coast vibes, you're bouncing back and forth up to Canada, but you're not. No, I don't need you're to. You're in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, now... Now it is more of a motivator, okay. right, um, to do the thing, whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. because there's always something. So it's sort of a little carrot, like, okay, we can get high and do that thing, Amazing. you know. But then and now it's just, you can just get high. It's awesome. <laughs> right? And then, okay, so the community that you've built, how mm-hmm. important is that in your sort of process for what you're designing and the solutions and all that kind of thing? It's or everything. is it a, yeah, right? Always. Right. Yeah. I mean. But you can't sit in isolation and solve. And no. Like design and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I designed all these products that women, they didn't even know what to put in them. Right. Right. So. Interesting. I'm 
I have to listen to the community because I'm doing this for them, mm -hmm. right? And if I'm solving problems that they don't even know they have, then I'm not doing anyone any good, right? Right. So as soon as you launch the product and you start to really listen to what their questions are, you realize that they're asking questions about weed. <laughs> they're not asking how you open the bag. They're not asking how you use the pipe. Mm -hmm. They're asking what should I ask the bud tender when I walk into a store? Mm -hmm. It's super basic. And so when that started happening is when we shifted everything to education. And that was within uh, nine months of launch. Okay. Yeah. It was pretty clear. Yes. Pretty, pretty quickly. Interesting. It's similar to when we started the podcast. It's you can't just have a one-way conversation. The minute you start putting something out there and there's a ripple effect, you need to sort of do something with what happens. Yeah, and true. such a community is built being built of women. Like it's it's actually kind of magical the connections and what grows mm -hmm. and every something kind of comes from every conversation and every sort of meeting, which is beautiful. Why do you think this is resonating with women so much? Hmm. I don't know. I actually don't know the answer to that. Um, I think it's so individual, right? Like the, re the way that I find most people come to cannabis that wouldn't normally consume because they're just into it, it's because they've had a health scare that mm -hmm. they have or somebody that they love, right? So usually comes from a pretty passionate place totally and then once you're there like you're all in yeah. so and the conversation just doesn't stop honestly we just keep having it but i keep saying it's not about are you mad are you wreck are you mad are you wreck because most of us are in that big juicy place in the middle of health and wellness mm -hmm. and empowering ourselves and our health health again yeah. right yeah because we've gotten so far removed yeah, planet. I mean, okay, so uh, Vanderpop did a survey, 1,500 North American women last fall 2017, and the top four reasons that women consume cannabis are related to health and wellness. Okay. Anxiety, mm -hmm. stress reduction, pain management, and just to simply relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was a little bit like... Really? I thought we were just smoking it to and get high. Good time. Yeah. Yeah. And Interesting. so it's taken me about a year to really sit with that information and go, what is going on here? Mm. And I think it's like when people say they read Playboy for the for the articles, <laughs> you know, I mean, we have to have a reason why it can't just be that in some way without labeling it or explaining it, it adds value to our life. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Can it just be that? Why not? It should be be just that and I think we'll get there but for now yes this in whole industry is a wellness industry yeah which is how you can dovetail those two very different things adult use medical you know mm -hmm. it yeah it becomes wellness and I think that that's better than you know one or the other yeah or just yeah pure um indulgence yeah yeah right um, so are you surprised at the appetite and like uptake of style and design in this space or no? I mean, no, I'm not. No. No. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I told you when she said nothing was going on, I thought, yeah, I thought there were offices being set up in LA and New York mm -hmm. and people were going to be all over this. 
Is so. it because it, the people can't see a clear path of, toward innovation, or is it just... It's stigma. It's stigma. There, it has to be, right? You've, you've taken 20 years of your career, right? You've put it into, whether it's design or PR or, I mean, there are so many industries that you could easily transition into cannabis Almost everyone at this point, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's crazy. But are you going to, 20 years in, Mm -hmm. the top of your resume is going to be cannabis. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, what do you do about those two years? Even I thought about it for a second, and I've been openly using cannabis, like, even in the workspace for a decade. Wow. Yeah. Well, not in the workspace. No, but, but I get amongst it. Yeah, colleagues yeah, and things, yeah. and they'd ask Izzy Newtonberg to look at things <laughs> <laughs> in the evening. <laughs> um, so, stigma must is like breaking down stigma is central to what you're doing in a in a sense because you're presenting things that are unexpected and that surprise and delight people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the same survey, right? Seventy percent of the women that we surveyed. Felt like there was a stigma associated with cannabis usage, right? So, so what do we do about it? We talk about it. We just we just we talk, talk about, about it, it and just openly own the fact that we use it, right? Well, that's where responsible usage comes in because it's not just responsible usage for ourselves, but also respect for where other people are, right? So, okay. I was talking to an editor recently for that's in the cannabis space and she was like I didn't want to write another article about discrete products and I just was like but you can't I mean that's not where everybody is right Right. I totally get where she's coming from right the more we talk about discretion the more it seems like we're compounding the stigma as if there is something to be ashamed of Mm -hmm. but we have to I mean as a brand Vanderpop we very much like I said you look at your community you meet them where they are. Everyone's on a different page, and you have to absolutely respect that. So you can't tag your friend <laughs> when you're taking a picture of the session table. Right. 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 Because maybe she doesn't want anyone She's not to there know yet. that. Yeah, exactly. And just be cool with that. Right. I mean, it does help the cause if people raise their hand and come out. But I mean, at whose expense? I don't want anyone getting in trouble with their. Husband, children, children's school, whatever it may be, right? I know, and these are relevant conversations. Like, you laughed and said you want to know why I was yelling at my ex, because that's kind of what we're talking about, is that responsible usage in the through the lens of your loved ones yeah. and your families, and if they are cool with it, and, and that kind of thing. And it's interesting to think that you do have to you do have to consider where other people are at and the fact that society hasn't necessarily caught up like yes so i spent a holiday my holiday down south mm-hmm. in naples mm-hmm. it's not it's me- medicinally legal there mm-hmm. um, but i just you know did my thing and found my right. dude and you sniff it out and you sniff it out in the community and it's funny how many like i mean i started every conversation with Every septuagenarian, octogenarian, whatever the case may be, have you tried cannabis? Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about it with everybody and normalize it with everybody. And everyone wanted, they were curious or wanted to learn more, had an opinion or wanted to know where they could get it and that kind okay. of thing. Okay, yeah. But, um, yeah, for me, I love it because I'm so connected to nature down there. Mm-hmm. And that's another vehicle for connection to nature and myself and my spiritual body. Yep. Right? Yep. 
So I don't know. I'm I'm at a standstill right now with my in my relationship because he's against. He's anti. Oh, he doesn't want you to consume at all. At all. And I mean, I'm like, have you met me? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But we're kind of there. So where's that coming? I mean, do you want to talk about this? Where's that coming from? I don't really know. I mean, I, I can always edit Does he anything. consume? He did when I first met him. Which and was how long ago? Three years. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, and he's well aware of the businesses that I'm building yeah. and part of them and supportive of them, but not happy about that at all. And it comes down probably to responsible usage, but, okay. like, it's very interesting. Like, it is mm-hmm. amazing how much outreach I get from other women who are, like, I really want to come out and be open and stuff, but my husband doesn't want me to, or my boyfriend doesn't want me to. And it's, I'm just curious if there's something happening between women mm-hmm. and their connection with it and men. Wow. I haven't, yeah, I don't, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. I mean, you're doing, you're doing so much surveying and digging and yeah. in, insight digging through Vanderpop. What are some of the things that are kind of bubbling to the top and su- surprising you? Well, so I do like to sit with the survey results because I'm sort of like, what does that actually mean? You yeah, know, like, like what's it there for? Yeah. Yeah. So... One thing that that stuck out to me was that it seems as though men their issues with um, with cannabis in terms of the pitfalls, right, the downsides, are dispelled with legalization. They're mm. not going to lose their job. They're mm. not going to lose their insurance. They're okay with their kids. Whereas women, it's all societal based. Right. So Judgment. yeah. Mm-hmm. So three months in. You, it doesn't it, it doesn't happen overnight, right? So so you haven't noticed where, change. I mean, in Washington State, what I found, and I can't because I can't speak to Canada because I don't spend a mm-hmm. lot of time. I mean, I spent a lot of time here, but <laughs> I'm bad. always talking about weed, so it's a little bit skewed, <laughs> right? You're also always on a plane, probably. <laughs> when I was in Washington and not in the industry, I did notice a difference when I would go to a dinner party that it was part of the conversation, and people would say, "Oh, I swung by," right? You know, insert the name of a dispensary. That's what we call them in the U.S. Um, and. I was shocked, <laughs> actually, you know, um, maybe, yeah, just like I think everybody else is, right? When someone that they would not expect would raise their hand and say, oh, yeah, I'm doing that. I don't know. It just makes you feel like, huh, okay, what is the big deal? Yeah, I love it. I love when someone hand raises or steps into the light, I say. Yep. And it's funny that it takes other people for the permissibility thing to happen but that's just human nature I guess but it is very different what's changing and normalizing it for men versus women Mm -hmm. which is why to me it is so important that people continue to build things like what you're building in terms of the Vanderpop platform right there's a place for the community and the conversation that's just for women. Now, did was that the plan all along, or did that change That for changed. You? It changed Yeah, for yeah. At launch, January 2016, it was for design-minded people. Mm. And 
my husband came home about six weeks after launch and he was like, I got your email today and you do realize you are not talking to me. <laughs> really? And I said, really? Because 50% of the people who buy our products online are men right. and they don't have a home, hmm. right? They want great looking products. And he was like, I know, but it just, it's not, it's not resonating with me. Right. And so I took a probably, I had a big investor pitch, right? April 1st. So that was probably mid-February. And I just kept talking to women. That's what I was doing, right? Because um, that's who was, women and husbands were mm. talking to me a lot about cannabis. Husbands wanting to help their wives. They've been breastfeeding for a long time. They wanted, they did consume. They want to consume again. What should I get her? I mean, really looking out for their Mm-hmm. well-being right it, it was actually there were some really touching moments um and I think I just needed a few of those where I'm like yeah when, no one has anywhere to go mm-hmm. right these husbands don't know who to ask women don't have anybody they can ask because they don't want anyone to know that they're even thinking about this and mm-hmm. then I started learning about how the plant interacts with a woman's body right specifically versus men I know and I was like oh all my friends are having affairs and they're not fucking their husbands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like a silver bullet. This could be the thing that saves marriages. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's where I am in my life, right? I'm watching families For dissolve. Sure. For sure. So, Because people get so far away from themselves. From one another, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah, connection. Yep. And yeah. so that's really what has fueled all of this is it's just like, we have something right in front of us that can make us profoundly happier. Mm. And people are telling us we can't do that, and I just can't get on board with it. So. Word. Word. To the mother plant. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Okay, so what since what what do you see happening that you like? And what do you see happening that you do not like at all? Like since legalization or just in general? Like there's a lot of conversation about how, especially in the U.S. market, women are kind of keeping somewhat pace with men in terms of CEOs and female-led organizations and stuff. But you actually do have a vantage point at a table that most women don't. And what... Is it still dominated by men? Are there enough women there? What What do you need? What should What do you need women to hear right now? Because so many of them want to jump in, but there's just this where, how, where do I begin? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, what can you share with the with the listeners about that? I mean, I think I hope that this time in history is just different than it ever has been. So any transition that you make would be easier, right? That you'll feel more supported by men and women. I think in this industry, I mean, Vanderpop exists because of the collaborative spirit of women, right? Right. It's harder for women to raise money. People know those numbers. 2% of VC funding goes to women, right? So not a lot. So we needed to work together in order to build our businesses. Right. And that worked beautifully, right? So I think it's very similar even at, you know, at a at the top level, right? It's women working with women to get stuff done that's within their control. Right. And and some men are awesome and they're working with us too. Yes. And 
unfortunately, I just gave a, um, a talk about this at Lyft and Company, gender bias in cannabis. Okay. The truth about gender bias in cannabis. And? And, okay, three things. One, our brains are just different, right? So women are all about the journey. We're just checking shit out. We're smelling the roses. Men are about the hunt you want to kill something right. they're just like focused on that okay objective those are very annihilated yes yeah <laughs> that's a different way to approach sort of everything yes and then experiential versus uh, yeah target oriented it's interesting yeah, yeah yeah or maybe purpose versus goal or something mm-hmm. like that right mm-hmm. that's actually kind of maybe right so then the other thing is that affects how we behave Right. So the way we make decisions, um, how we come to decisions, we don't want to take a lot of time. We want to get to the or we want to take our time. Oh, my God. Right? It takes so much and time. And ask lots of questions. Make sure we understand we're educating ourselves. Right. Yeah. Women educate themselves and men are about efficiency. Right. Right. To the kill. Yeah. The journey. Mm-hmm. Educate. I'm like, efficiency. I just want to feel. I'm just going to sit in my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. For better or worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that just shows up differently at work. Right. And it makes people misunderstood. Therefore, it makes them an enemy of some, in some way because they just can't understand the other person's logic. Yeah. It's what you don't know. It's what you don't know. Interesting. So you have to, everyone's got to give everyone a little bit of a break. Right. Yeah. We're just different species. Fuck. Ain't it true? It's true. Okay, so you're in town this weekend, and it's just so much women in weed conversation. Talk to me about what you're doing and what kind of the, the ripples that you're making right now. So um, this is our fourth city for this particular tour. We first had women in weed in November 2017 in Toronto. Took a bit of a break and then picked it back up this fall. And um, we've been to Calgary, to Winnipeg, Vancouver was two weeks ago, and then this is Toronto. Amazing. And we invite experts, <laughs> women who we feel really know their shit on particular topics. Um, Ashley Brown is an advocate um, and a patient, and she's got two daughters, and she talks about um, parenting. Awesome. Yeah, pot and parenting. That needs um, to happen. Yeah. it's a, You know, it's a touchy subject. How do I approach this yep. with my kids? Mm-hmm. Um Right. So, and there is no right answer. It's all very individual, but just supporting one another and whatever right. one family chooses to do. Um, and then Dr. Carlin Costa, she is a relationship therapist and a sexologist. Oh, and God. so I she gets into, oh man, she is amazing. Really? Yes. Ooh. She's super open. There is nothing that she won't talk about. And she's cannabis-based? fishing may have come up. Star with. fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I even know what that is? <laughs> I pretend like I do, I but I think. I thought it was just hogging the bed. <laughs> it's so crazy. I mean, you have to come just because, I know, we're looking at everyone outside the booth like, like what? Do you guys know do what you... star fishing is? <laughs> we're going to have to get Carlin to come on and do a little. <laughs> I funny. feel like Joe knows. Joe's like, it's just keep me out of this. I'm so embarrassed right now. Apparently, as I was coming off meds uh, after wisdom teeth surgery, I told the entire room, surgeon, my mother, two nurses, anesthesiologist, what teabagging a guy was. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Oh, I did. 
but I'll have to Google starfishing. How in the hell oh, that yeah. come to mind right then? <laughs> Bing! I'm alive! And did you know? Did you know? I would Googled that apparently you could, like, put tea bags on the wounds and it would stop the bleeding oh. and internalized it as very dirty. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. My mo- British Definitely. mother, not happy. <laughs> oh, man. Did she know what it was? Well, she did after that. Okay. But she did it before. (laughs) I literally, a friend of mine went back three years later and they remembered me. Oh, without a (laughs) doubt. For sure. That's amazing. But I have to Google starfishing. Okay. Okay. I'll have to ask Dr. Carolyn tomorrow. (laughs) Carlin. Dr. Carlin Dr. Carlin. So she talks about, I mean, because, so she's working with people in relationships that are complicated. Oh my God. I need to tell her about me. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, this is... Yeah. This is exactly the type of thing that we talk about. Yeah. We had one woman. We actually did this at the Soho House in, um, here in Toronto in August. We had a small panel, and Carlin was on it, and a woman said, my boyfriend is a recovering addict, and I want to bring cannabis into the bedroom, and he's really not okay with that. Yeah, that's touchy. Totally. Mm-hmm. So these, the summit can get, it goes there, right? Oh, yeah. I bet. Um, and then cooking with cannabis, which, thank goodness, there's Olivia from Levo because I don't cook. Amazing. So she has this, Chrissy, who is actually the founder, um, has developed this countertop appliance. I've seen which, that oh, you know shit on about. Instagram. Yeah. That looks amazing. It is Does amazing. it literally just press your bed <laughs> and makes oil? No. No? Oh, my God. It infu- <laughs> no, but I know what you're talking. I want to. Yeah. yeah. Those are heavy <laughs> oh okay 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 so it infuses like you know how you'd have to um fry the um flour in the oil i don't know yeah never to release the butter. THC i did it wrong when something. i did it yeah you have to decarb it and all this so then what they have done is you just dump oil mm-hmm. in the basket and then you take a perforated smaller basket and you put any type of plant material mm-hmm. so you can have cannabis and lavender and cannabis oh, and cloves. Infusions. Or, yeah. Like Beautiful. real infusions and any type of oil. Marg- or butter, margarine, canola oil. I don't know why I said margarine. That was weird. That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it's margarine. Olive oil. I doubt it's margarine. My, my Virginia roots are coming out. Um, so Good old base cell. Grab the base cell. Crisco. Joe. Oh, <laughs> do it all. Um, so um, Crisco, by the way, Butterflavor Crisco does make the best chocolate chip cookies. I hate to admit that, but it is real good. Oh, it's always, so it's always the bad stuff. It's the good the stuff. Outside. Really? Oh, it's pretty good. That's the um, so it's insane. We made a bunch of infused coconut oil. Hmm. At, in my kitchen for something, and it's awesome. You just sort of like heat it up a little bit and put it in salad dressing. Voila! Beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. I wouldn't mind some of that. Yeah, just having it around. Yeah, the Levo is really cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're coming tomorrow. I'll be there. Nice. Amazing. Good. And it starts. The day starts with a 101. These are the terms that we're that you've probably heard have no idea what they mean, mm-hmm. and we're going to be using them all day. So let's get a crash course in there. So awesome. that's where it starts. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, the event community building stuff is really important, eh? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's next for Vanderpop? Yes, well, we we have cannabis on shelves now, right? So. That's that's huge. That's a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how's that coming to life in other provinces? Since we're such sad uh, Manitoba is where it's on shelves. Okay. I think that's kind of where. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's the easiest one. But 
going back to the survey, that has really informed a lot of our products okay. moving forward. So we know that 39% of women do not want to combust cannabis, right? So you start to think about, okay, how do they want to consume? They want to be able to microdose, right? That's everyone's talking about microdosing. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing that any cannabis company can do, it's to decrease the dosage. Right. Two and a half milligrams is what people want, right? They want those incremental. So bit just more, so I can more. pop that shit all day kind of thing? Right. Yeah, or I don't pop it ever, and so I'm scared, and two and a half is fine for me. Right. Right? I mean... <laughs> Sorry. <yeah. laughs> My, like, degenerate... No. Gen- the degenerate... No. Degenerate just came you out. You can't... There's no wrong way to do it, <laughs> Well, right? that's what I'm curious about microdosing. Is that just... I'm just literally taking a little bit at a time so that yeah, I can constant. have it... Yeah. Yeah. Main- maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know when you're sort of like, oh, shit, I'm not being productive right now. Right. So if it's in a gel cap right. and you know that if you have one at 10 and one at 12 and I don't know, people are going to figure it out. Right. So. And that's the biggest thing. Right. Are those the biggest questions you're getting around like dosage, finding my format, finding the flower that's right for me, that kind of thing. It's just the yeah. question marks. Totally. And yeah. I mean, we the Canadian market doesn't edibles aren't legal yet. Right. Yet. So when they yeah. become available, that's the type of stuff that. Um, women, I think, are going to be really curious about, right? Um, because they don't, they want more discreet ways to consume that doesn't require that they smoke it. Um, so that's sort of what's next, really making sure that we've got products, again, that the community can use. Right. Because if we put something out that they have absolutely no use for and it doesn't fit their life, then we haven't done our job, right? We haven't figured it out. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because the every the conversation I keep having is around like how do you take the education and scale it like how do you take the knowledge and scale it make it easy for people no real one place is bubbling to the top is the place I go that tells me everything I need to know about yeah. CBD or XYZ and maybe it's not going to be an education destination like maybe it really is just the products that fulfill what we need in the most simplest beautiful elegant ways mm-hmm. that then lead me down the golden path to wanting to learn more exactly right? i mean this this journey it will be individual for everybody yeah um and the responsible usage we started talking about that a little bit like consent right making sure that the people that you're with consent to you discussing the fact that they were consuming with you right but you also have responsibility to yourself right where did this come from mm-hmm. what actually are you smoking what am i smoking what is this strain what are all those percentages on the label learning how to read the label right right um, we're going to go over that tomorrow during the 101 and then you know how does it affect me and the only way to know is to keep a strain journal Right. And I know we all have a million things to do, and I've got two strain journals on my bedside table. Okay, so they're handwritten <laughs> things. They're not apps. They're not written Old in. Old school, right? They're empty. 2019's the year. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right? So Intention. I'm, intention. I, but I do know that yeah. I would have more answers for you in terms of microdosing and all the rest of it if I sat with pen and paper 
and like, okay, today I did this and this is how I felt. The next time I do this, I would suggest to myself mm -hmm. that I do this mm -hmm. with this particular strain. It's actually going to be better to cook with or be better to go on a hike with, not to do your taxes or oh whatever. Oh, my God. 1,000% you know? <laughs> to do your taxes. 1,000% I should also be taking a strain journal because all that – I just go to the dispensary and I'm like, oh, that's what it was – two or three visits ago like it's beyond yeah. guava and always searching yeah. for guava I, I don't really know and it's interesting because everything does sort of allow something slightly different to bloom within each of us we're like snowflakes awesome um, he, just, he just threw me off I had a question he can hear you <laughs> <laughs> um so strain journal, responsible usage. Well, we talked about sharing the joint with someone that you don't know. Yes. Like if you're at a concert or festival or whatever. And how it brings connection and people together yeah. unexpectedly. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised if I light a joint and I look to the person to my left and I go to hand it to them and they don't know me and they're younger, they don't expect me to, to pass it to them. Okay. Right? That's not a given. Okay. Whereas, I mean, there just weren't a lot of people that consumed at one point or that were out about it. So you just offered it in case mm -hmm. someone did and they didn't have access to it. Right. Right? It was just sort of the thing that was nice to do. Now that maybe people have a lot, they don't or have access to it. They don't need that. Um but I also really preach, like, get high on your own supply, too. Agree. You know? I'm more like that. Yeah, I'm like, know your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I don't want to get sick. No, no <laughs> you know? I know. Absolutely but I get it. Not. If the if the uh, situation was reversed, mm -hmm. I'd maybe want someone to pass that to the left. For yeah, sure. for sure. For sure. It's always the right answer. When I was in Florida, I, f I smoked pretty blatantly. Like I would go to the beach and I go nestle in my little bushes, mm -hmm. and I would, and you could see it on the faces, the surprise, and then it sort of would always morph and like transmute into curiosity right mm -hmm. or good. but nobody ever came up and asked me yeah. like to hook it up or anything like that but is that the way is it just like blatancy or does that sort of disrespect the sort of etiquette and the responsible usage that you're talking to like are you should we just be out there kind of smoking it and owning it and being happy on the street corner or I mean everyone's got their their comfort level right um, I would say for instance if you're at a hotel in a non-legal state state let's say you're in Miami in December which I was <laughs> you should probably chat with the hotel staff and see if everyone's cool like okay. I don't live here I don't, I think I know what the attitudes are, but really I probably don't, right? right? Like the Southeast was a very different place when I lived there. Right. And lighting up cannabis would have gotten you in jail for sure. Yeah. So I think you should know your surroundings and make sure you talk to someone that you feel like is going to give you the right answer and always err on the side of caution. Right? I know. Like, Check your privilege. Yeah. I mean, in, in Seattle, you have to be 25 feet away from a door okay. to smoke anything. And be respectful, right? Like, there's a reason why that law is there. People are trying to run a business. 
it's funny be, that you were talking about how the business sort of quickly morphed into all females. We have a lot of female listeners. We do have a lot of dudes who listen. Nice. But for me, it's really about the conversation between women and the magic that's sort of brewing there. What are you going to leave us with in terms of your message and what you'd like to see kind of happen in the next little bit in terms of the magic in the world of Mary Jane? I mean, I think that the only thing that I feel is super important is to not haze people in their cannabis usage. Like, not everyone wants to have 25% THC. Interesting, yeah. Right? Just let it ride. Mm -hmm. Your own stash, that's good. Let someone else figure it out. Help them, support them so that they have the best possible outcome. Because if people have a bad experience with cannabis, again, because we've all had a bad edibles experience. 1,000%. Yeah. Then yeah. we haven't, no one's going to come back. Is that right? happening? Are people hazing people and being like, oh, you're. I, I think that right now in we're a in a safe space. Okay. Right? And it's not really like a cannabis person to haze anybody. Right. Right. But I don't know when this gets in the hands of, you know, the wrong people, if they're going to be like, man, you're such a lightweight. Why don't you just. Right. Or, oh, that boy, just smoke a bunch of this stuff and you'll feel a lot better. Oh, no. Don't, right. Don't do that. Right. Or take the other half of the edible. Then you'll forget about Definitely your bad week. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. so. We're good. So how, and then lastly, how do, you, how do people weed through the weeds right now? Like how do women, where should women go to find you and learn more and start to understand the world of cannabis a bit, a bit more? Just shout out. To Vanderpop. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think that we have, the one thing that I'm super proud of Vanderpop is that we've been able to share stories from different women who have different experiences with cannabis, you know, not just how they consume, but when they started, why they started. And I think that all of those, the variety of stories just ensures that there's somebody that someone may connect with yeah. so that they give it a shot, right? So Someone like me. Yeah. Yeah. Just read the stories. Yeah. And, you know, you never know where, what, where that will take you. It's a rabbit hole, right? You'll start there. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's sharing the stories. Right, coming yes. out and telling That's what each you're other. Doing. Well, yeah. thank you for sharing your story today. This was amazing, Thanks, super inspiring, and it was a pleasure to meet you. I, I love what you're so doing. excited about this. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Insta at hightea.life. Like us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the other things. Join our invite list and holla at your girl by visiting hightea.life.